The topic tonight, ladies and gentlemen, the hope unraveled. To know God and to love his son is to joyfully anticipate his return. Sonship, people, in the body of Christ is based on life, not light. It is based on grace. It is not based on works, nor knowledge, nor the acceptance of man's tradition. It is impossible, people, for any believer who rightly divides the word of truth to the end of the church of the body and of the bride to even begin to imagine that the church of God will go through all the great tribulation or only a part or any part of it. The great tribulation also called the wrath of God, also called the period of the Lord's day, is always in the word of God spoken of in connection with Israel and Judah and deals exclusively with believers and unbelievers, resurrections and judgments for those preceding the day of Pentecost and following the gathering of the body of the church. That period of time is a time of great trouble. The time of the judgment of God upon the world and his enemies who believed not nor received his wonderful son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In the book of Daniel, chapter 12, in verse 1, we read about that great time of trouble. At that time shall Michael, this is the archangel, stand up the great prince who standeth for the children of the people. And there shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation. Even to the same time and at that time thy people shall be delivered. Everyone that shall be found written in the book. Verse 2 And many of them that sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. This is speaking of the great tribulation, the wrath of God period, the Lord's day. There is a record in Zechariah 
Zechariah chapter 1. I think it's Zephaniah 1, not Zechariah, Zephaniah chapter 1. Verse 14, the great day of the Lord is near. It is near and hasteth, comes quickly. Even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry bitterly. This is speaking regarding the great tribulation, the day of the Lord, the day of wrath. In the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 24, verse 3, and as he, Jesus, sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy perusa coming? And of the end of the age. The word end is the word santalia. What shall be the sign of the perusa and of the centalia? And Jesus answered and said unto them, verse 4, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and they and shall deceive, deceive many. Verse 6, and ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end, the end, talos, the end, talos, is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in divers places. Just for the record, if you care to go further at that point of verse 7, you go to Revelation chapter 6 and read it. Verse 8, Matthew 24. These are the beginning of tribulation. The word sorrows is the word tribulation. These are the beginning. The Santalia, the beginning. Look at verse 21. For there shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world. To this time, no, nor ever shall be. People, that's not just tribulation. That's great tribulation. That's the period of the wrath of God. That's the Lord's day of judgment. 
It is also called in the Bible the time of Jacob's trouble. That record is in Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 7. And I just want to tell you tonight why it's called Jacob's trouble. It's so-called because of Jacob's trouble, which is told about in Genesis chapter 32, verses 24 to 30. Because it was the supreme crisis in Jacob's life. Had the mother and her children been killed at that time, the future nation of Israel would never have been and Jesus Christ could never have been born in the proper bloodline that God had stipulated. That's why it's called Jacob's trouble. At the time of Jacob's trouble, it was God who rescued him. In a future day, people, the day of tribulation, the great tribulation, in the day of the wrath of God, the judgments of God, in that day called the Lord's day, it will again be God who will rescue out from among, even as he did Jacob that night of which the record speaks in Genesis. In pay, on page 37 of Are the Dead Alive Now, I've written the following, page 37, that believers of the church and of the body will be spared the tribulation spoken of in the Old Testament, Gospels, and the book of Revelation is disclosed several times in the epistles. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 is one example. Verse 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Just look at those words in the word. It's in the King James. That day shall not come except there come a falling away first. Those words, falling away first. Is the gathering together. 
not falling away, it's a gathering together. In the footnote on page 38 is this record. Listen. The Geneva Bible and the Cranmer Bible, first published in 1537, and the Tyndall Bible, first published in 1539, preceding the King James translation, all translate it a falling away first, a departure first. Before the day of the Lord, the great tribulation, there must be a departure of the born-again believers from this world to be with Christ. After this will come to pass that the man of sin be revealed, which will then be followed by the day of wrath. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3, the Greek words are hey apostasia. The word hey, H-E, long E, is the article D. The prefix apo, A-P-O, means away from. Having a circle Apo, A-P-O, would be illustrated as a line in motion from the exterior of the circle to some distant point. Stasia means, S-T-A-S-I-A, to separate or draw out. Hey, apostasia is a separation away from or a drawing out from among. It is the departure. Let no man deceive you by any means. For that day shall not come except there be a departure. And the departure is the gathering together of the body of the born-again believers since the day of Pentecost until he comes for that body. The church will be departed and be with Christ before the wrath of the day of God's judgment comes to pass. The following passages also substantiate this truth. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation. Kata krima is the Greek word. Judgment. No condemnation, no judgment to them which are in Christ Jesus. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 10 and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead even Jesus listen carefully which delivered us from the wrath to come 
Boys! First Thessalonians 1.10 does not say they waited for death to take them so they could cross over into something where they'd be gloriously happy and eternally blessed. You know, my people, nobody needs to wait for death. It comes without waiting. We wait for the Son, His Son from what? Heaven. It does not say they waited for the fulfillment of prophecy, but they waited for the return of God's Son from heaven, who has delivered us, the body of believers, from the wrath to come, which is the great tribulation, the day of the Lord. For class, when that happens, we will no longer be here. Praise the Lord. Romans chapter 5, please. Romans chapter 5. Verse 25 of chapter 4. How's that? Talking about Jesus our Lord from the end of verse 24. Who was delivered for our offenses, people. Our sins. And was raised again. Here's the original text. When we were justified. Therefore. Therefore. Why for? Therefore, being justified by believing, pistis, faith of Jesus Christ, the believing of Jesus Christ being justified by pistis, faith. We have what? Peace. We've got peace. Class, how could you sit there tonight having peace and yet not knowing people that tomorrow morning all hell might break loose and the great tribulation shake you to pieces. The word says we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom? Verse 2. Also, we have access into this grace wherein we do what? Stand. Because our standing is one of a son of God. And therefore, my people, we rejoice, rejoice, rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Verse 3, And not only so, but we glory in tribulation. Also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope 
maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad. Those words shed abroad literally are flooded our spirits in our hearts by Panumahagion Holy Spirit which is given unto us every one of us class Verse 3, because it mentions tribulation, they have read the word back into the Old Testament, into the Gospels, and in the book of Revelation. That word tribulation sits within the framework of the church of the body to which you and I belong. Believers in the body of the church or the body of Christ known as the church of God may have tribulation now in this life. In 2 Timothy chapter 3 keep your finger in Romans I'm coming back. 2 Timothy chapter 3 in verse 12 we read Yea, and all who or that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall what? Suffer persecution. Individuals, individual believers may have tribulation in this life due to persecution. But, class, that is not the great tribulation. It's not the period of the Lord's day or the wrath of God day. This type of persecution or tribulation that you and I may have is certainly different from the church of the body or any part of it being in, capital I, capital N, in the great rebel tribulation. The church of the body, my people, not under the law, is definitely excluded from all of those scriptures which are governed by law principles and basically have Jerusalem and its environs for the scene of its administration. If we dare to join together what God Almighty has so distinctively separated. We reap error and certainly not truth. Thus, the coherent integrity of the word of God is lost, my people. 
And we end with an increased perplexity and confusion of the mind. Verse 5 said in Romans 5, Hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God has flooded our spirits by his Hagion, which is given, it's given, it's given people unto us. Look, if I gave you this book, who would have it? You would. God's given it to us people. Verse 6. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet peradventure for a good man some would even dare to die, but in contrast, God commendeth his love toward us. He reached out his hand of grace, his hand of mercy, my people. He, God Almighty, reached out of the heavens of eternity. And he stooped down on the level of man through his wonderful Son, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. In that while we were yet sinners, dead in trespass and sin and without God and without hope, Christ died for us. Much more than verse 9. Being now justified by his, Christ's blood, we shall be saved from wrath through us. People, God couldn't write it any plainer. He couldn't make it any clearer for men and women who have ears to hear and eyes to see the truth of God's word. Look at verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled, brought back together to God by the death of his son, much more, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved from that wrath by his life. That's what it's saying. <clears throat> Verse 11, and not only so, but we also joy in God. Oh, my people, how could you have joy in God tonight if you knew that tomorrow you might get your earballs chopped off, hurt, destroyed, 
Where would be the joy? But praise God, he's delivered us from that day of wrath. Joy in God. True or by way of the media of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, the one mediator, the mediator between God and man. One mediator between God and man. The man, Christ Jesus, the word says. One mediator, one class. Not two. No other individual could ever mediate except God's only begotten Son, our Lord and our Savior. <laughs> Look at Second Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians. Chapter 1. The church of the body to which you and I belong will be at rest before that great and notable day of the Lord comes to pass. Second Thessalonians chapter 1. In order to get the context, I want to begin reading with verse 4. So that we ourselves glory in you in the churches of God for your patience and believing, pistis, in all your persecutions and tribulations that ye what? Endure. Which is a manifest token plain evidence of the righteous judgment of God that he may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God for which you also suffer. No man or woman living in the day of the body of Christ, the church of God, the day in which you and I live, who walks worthy, who really stands for the word, is going to avoid all persecution and all tribulation. The truth is just the opposite. When you start walking for God, holding forth the integrity and the accuracy and the greatness of God's word, the adversary's going to get his dandruff up. And he's going to try to obstruct you, to persecute you, to cause you tribulation wherever and whenever he can. All that a man or a woman can do is to declare openly and accurately the greatness of God's word and having done all, stand. Oh. 
Look at verse 6. Seeing it's a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to those who are now what? Troubling. That's what the text says. Class, there's a day coming. God's going to lay it on those birds who are now laying it on us. What the word says. That's why I don't have any time to lay it on them. Neither do you. The only time you and I have is to witness the word. Witness the word. Speak the word. In season, out of season. And having done all, stand. Let the word do it. If the word doesn't do it, then let God do it when he comes back, baby. And he's coming. Man, oh man. Lost track. What verse was that? Six, six, seven. Seven. Here it is, the great one. Watch it now. I'm going to give it to you just text-wise accurate from every critical Greek text class and from every Estrangilo text. And to you who are now being troubled, you know, who you who are troubled, rest, rest, rest with us. The word when is the word at, A-T. You who are now being troubled and before the great recompense of tribulation that God's going to hand out in verse 6, you'll be at rest. Rest with us at the Lord Jesus coming or shall be revealed at the time the Lord Jesus shall be revealed. Revealed to his enemies from heaven with his mighty messengers, with his messengers of might, ministers of might, angels of might, or mighty angels. Now look what he's going to do. The church of the body will be at rest, but he's coming back after that sometime in flaming fire, If you're going to rightly put this text together, you don't put a verse 8. You go directly from verse 7. Revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Those who do not know God or have not obeyed the gospel. Verse 9, Who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power? or his power.
powerful glory. Now, people, verse 10. When he shall have come. There's a have in there. All of this comes to pass when the church is at rest in verse 7. Do you see that? Rest with us of verse 7. And after verse 10, when it shall have come to be glorified in his saints. These Greek words I give to you, you may check, when he shall have come. The Greek words are hotan, H-O-T-A-N, elte, E-L-T-H-E. These words say that all of this will come to pass of eight and nine. After the church is at rest, when he shall have come, he shall have come to be glorified in his saints and class who are the saints. The born-again believers, the sons of God, saved by grace and by his mercy since the day of Pentecost until we are gathered unto him. Look at people, this great verse, to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe without any exception. What a gathering that's going to be. Admired in all them that believe. Skip the parentheses to get the impact. In that day. There it is, class. Verse 7 says the church is going to be at rest. All of those things of 8 and 9 will happen after he has come, when he shall have come to be glorified, to be glorified in his saints and to be admired in all them that believe in that day. That's why that day when we shall see him face to face, that day when we shall be like he is, People, no wonder God kept the mystery a secret within himself. For had Satan known it, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. 
That's You see, people, it's so fantastic what God has done for the church of the body. The body has not appreciated because nobody taught us the word. Oodles of people born again but without a knowledge of the truth of the word. And so they've been walking in defeat, fear, frustration, all the negatives. People, we are more than conquerors. We have passed from death unto life. We shall never more come into condemnation. The day of wrath will never touch us. Listen to what I wrote on page 33 of this book, Are the Dead Alive Now? Christ's return for his church, the body, the gathering together. The part, the part of the parousa, return of Christ for his church, is called in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, 1, our gathering together unto him. First of all, we must note that the gathering together affects only those who are born again of God. And let me say to you in this great tent tonight, if there is any one of you in here who has never confessed with his or her mouth the Lord Jesus, believing God raised him from the dead, you got to be stupider than hell not to do it. That's right. And I just can't imagine. Right. And I just can't imagine any man or woman sitting under my teaching ministry for even one night not wanting to get born again of God's Spirit. Because getting born again of God's Spirit, you got everything to win and nothing to lose. But if you don't get born again of God's Spirit, you got everything lost and you aren't going to win a thing. Yeah. That's why if I were you sitting around any place, I'd just take my little old Bible, and if you haven't got one, maybe your neighbor does, and I'd take a look at Romans 10, 9, and 10, and I'd do it. <laughs> Well, we're talking about being born again of God during the age of the church of the body. Which age is the period between the day of Pentecost and the first part of the Perusa? The unsaved of the church of the body period and all others before and after the church age 
will be resurrected when Christ comes with his saints. No unbelievers are affected by the part of the parousia of Christ for his church, nor are the Old Testament saints, nor the church of the bride. The order of events in the return of Christ for his body was revealed to Paul and is recorded in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, which I just read to you. But there are a few verses in 1 Thessalonians 4 that I like to share now. Listen to this. I gave you a second Thessalonians a while ago, didn't I? This is first Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Chapter four. Take a look at it. Verse thirteen. But I would not have you to be what? Ignorant means stupid. Uneducated, unknowledgeable. Brethren, brethren, writing to the born-again believers concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring what? Ladies and gentlemen, he can't bring them with him until he first gets them up. And the getting up is the coming for. I told you to watch your prepositions. For. He does not come with until he has first come for. For. <laughs> Next verse. This we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the parousia of the Lord shall not precede, prevent is the word precede, them which are asleep. For the Lord himself, the same Jesus you saw go up is what? Coming back. The Lord himself shall descend from heaven where now he's seated on the right hand of God. He's going to descend from heaven with a shout, with a voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise. What? First. The dead in Christ 
people, if the Lord returned for his church at this moment, you and I are not at this moment dead. But we do have brothers and sisters who are dead. It says, those which are alive shall not precede those which are asleep. For the Lord himself is going to return and the dead in Christ shall rise. What? Then, 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 T-H-E-N. Then is time, people. Then, we which are alive and remain, and remain, you in here right now, you're alive, remaining. Look at the verse. Shall be caught up together with them who are the dead that have just been gotten up. Caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. That's the coming of Christ for His church. There it is. Then look at the rest. Wherefore, comfort, what? One another with these, what? How can there be any comfort going through the great tribulation? How can there be any comfort in an earthly family, physical earthly family, if tonight all of my children were injured and hurt and destroyed, plus that would be contrary to an earthly family, then it must be absolutely contrary to God Almighty, God Almighty family, that He would allow the church of the body, the great mystery revealed, would allow for his sons and his daughters to go through the great tribulation, the day of the Lord, the wrath of the judgments of God. I wrote further the following, and this again is a tremendous truth. This first part of the parousia is never technically called a resurrection. Not even in verse 16, which says, And the dead in Christ shall rise, what? Having confused the word resurrection with the word raised or to rise has caused no end to trouble. The reason it's not referred to as a resurrection is that some believers will be alive at the time of this portion of his coming. 
and naturally will then need, will not then need to be raised from the dead. The word resurrection refers to that time or period when everybody is dead. The church will never have everybody dead. Those who are alive will be caught up in the clouds, along with those who have just previously been raised from the dead to meet the Lord in the air. With this coming of Christ for his church, he will not come on the earth. He will simply gather the dead and living of the church of the body coming for unto but not upon the earth. 1 Corinthians 15, 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Not all will be dead at Christ's return. But we, the members of the body of the church, shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we, which are alive at his return, shall be changed. For this corruptible, the dead of the church of the body, those people must be raised and they must put on incorruption. And this mortal, the living believers, at the time of the return of Christ for the church, the living of the church of the body, those must put on immortality. The corrupted people will put on what? Incorruption. The mortals at that time will put on immortality. Now watch the next verse. So, when, when, time, this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality. Then, 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 and not until then, class, shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. When the mortals have put on immortality and the dead and corrupted ones have been raised incorruptible, all shall have a new body as is set forth earlier in chapter 15 of 1 Corinthians. The natural body, my people, the body a person has before the return of Christ has its limitations 
but the spiritual body that he gives at his return is like unto his resurrected body, unlimited in scope and in activity. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the return of Christ for his church. The body of believers, when the dead who are corrupted put on incorruption, when the mortals who are alive put on immortality, and he comes unto the earth for us, we're gathered together in the clouds, so shall we ever be with the Lord until the day he comes back and we come back with him upon the earth. Boy, what a hope the church has. What a hope the church has. What a hope every believer has. He's coming back. People, the mortals will put on immortality. The dead will be raised. And all of us will have a body Fashion like unto his resurrected body. From then on, no more sickness, no more death, no more pain, no more crying, no more defeats, no more will the enemy have an opportunity to touch our lives. And yet we're coming back with him, with him upon the earth. And then we are going to work for him according to the rewards of our, that were given for our faithfulness here upon the earth, standing for God and his word in our lifetime. Until then, we just keep standing and believing and walking.